welcome to the Season 5 Reunion and Recap Show of Scott Survive Survivor. My name is Brandon Weber, and today we'll be talking about the reunion show and season as a whole of Survivor Thailand. And uh, Scott is here, and it's kind of a reunion for us because it's hey. been quite a while since we've uh, recorded one of these episodes. So how are you? Oh, I am great. And every day that we haven't recorded, I just wake up thinking about Survivor next season of survivor the reunion i've just felt these loose ends be untied and loose and i'm just glad we get to finally resolve that today yeah it's been quite a while since we watched this reunion episode so it'll hopefully we remember uh anything that happened on it uh in addition to anything we have in our notes it was a i would say my favorite reunion in terms of formatting so yeah we'll talk about potentially why that might be because uh, yeah. i think i think i feel similarly but it's a big reason we can't talk about a survivor reunion alone can we and it's not possible it's impossible we have our newest guest i've known this person for quite some time uh probably i've known him almost the longest of anybody in his life uh this is my brother jordan weber jordan how are you doing What's going on? Nice to be here. I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Everyone else is doing great. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I've been. I haven't listened to as many episodes as I want to, but uh, you know, we grew up watching Survivor together with with the parents, so it's cool to be talking about it so much, so many years after it, we watched this season. So. And now you'll be on the internet forever talking about this reunion episode. I hope you're ready. Yep. I'm ready. It's a huge legacy to leave behind. 100%. We get lots of positive mail, but, you know, some hate mail is in there. So I hope you're ready for this. And <laughs> warn mom and dad that uh, some, you know, some, I don't know, less than less than positive stuff might come through the mail. Yeah, I'm ready for it. Bring okay. it my way. All right. And, you know, a season like Survivor Thailand, uh, anything we talk about with, uh, like, the winner of this season and how the season went and some of the things that went on, uh, let's just hope that we uh, we don't say anything too terrible because uh, I don't know I've, I'm on record saying this is my least favorite of the first five seasons Scott put it right in the middle but I think we both are kind of low on Brian as uh, as a winner of Survivor. Who's my least favorite group of people? Sure yeah so let's get into this before we talk about the reunion I do have some stuff to share regarding Brian and Brian's oh life and Brian's background that Finally. Uh, Scott has not yet been privy to throughout our viewing of this season. And it's been, been eating waiting. him away. It, ha I re it really has. Like Some hints were dropped while we were watching the finale and after that, and I'm just, I don't know what happened. Brandon doesn't let me know anything. And... Uh, I don't Google search anything, so I literally don't know at all. Yeah, Scott is not allowed to use Google while we record this this podcast, so it's really tough for him to do anything, uh, mm -hmm. not just Survivor-related, but anything in life. Uh, so let's talk about Brian a little bit. The first thing I want to share is pretty interesting to Jordan and me because... Brian actually is from the very area that Jordan and I grew up in and went to the high school that is in a group of high schools that I had the option to pick between and so what? did Jordan when we went to high school. Uh, Paint Branch High School in Maryland uh, is one of the three high schools that you can choose to go to. Probably when Brian went there, the high school that Jordan and I went to did not 
exist yet because it was pretty new uh. when we went there. So uh, that was something interesting. He played quarterback on the high school football team. Whoa! Yeah. That well, this is a cool fact. This this is fun. This is like oh wow, you have like a lot of similarities with uh, one of the winners of Survivor. So many. Yeah. I think and... the similarities might end there. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> and it's interesting because so the middle school that I teach at, most of the kids go to the school that he went to. So it's it's an interesting whoa so jordan i think the follow-up is that uh you need to ask some of these kids once they get to high school to see if there's any brian (laughs) heideck uh like football records and memorabilia oh yeah yeah or like a survivor buff (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, did he like (laughs) did he give like a speech at the school or anything like come back like you can be a survivor too one day did he focus on did your he do studies. graduation or anything like that uh, right i don't know we'll get to the rest of the stuff uh, about brian <laughs> and then maybe maybe he wouldn't have been asked back but uh the other thing that we i think sort of touched on was that he guest starred in various tv shows apparently uh one of which is doogie hauser which we talked about on the season four reunion with Jesse. We talked about a lot yeah. about Doogie Hauser. We did. And neither of us had even heard of it. No, and so I went and watched the episode that he is credited in. Whoa. And I could not see him anywhere. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't see him. What? So He's not I, even in it? I watched an entire episode <laughs> of this show from probably like the eighties and he, or maybe nineties, I don't know. And I couldn't I couldn't see him. So it's just like a patient in the background he, on the screen for a half second. It says he's credited as like PK or something. Just PK and I don't know what that is or who Penalty it is. kick. There's a party scene in there and he might be like an extra who's at the party, but uh, I could not see him, so it was disappointing. And this he went on to do this after winning Survivor? Uh, I think it was before. Oh, that makes a lot more sense. I feel like if you win Survivor, you're not going to be looking at for like being an extra and getting like $50 for a day to be at a fake party. It certainly looked older than like 2002 uh, TV. We gotcha. Yeah. Um, And then this uh, this part, uh, if there are any parents out there who listen to this podcast with your kids... You might want to skip ahead like a minute and a half. Should I cover my ears? What are you about to say? So before doing Survivor, Brian was a used car salesman, but that was not his only job. (laughs) And one of the other jobs he did was that he was a softcore pornography actor. What? With his wife, Cece. What? Yes. What? And his name was Dave Roth. This, his and stage name. It was before he did Survivor? It was, yeah. And that never came up at all on the show? Not on the show, no. It was unknown. Yeah. What? I think it was known to people following like the preseason. I don't remember this from when I was a kid because I was like eight when this <laughs> show came out. Dang. Yeah. If, if only Bryant Gumbel was asking the questions. He definitely would have would have asked about this. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that's very true. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, that's the stuff about Brian. There's also before the reunion, his wife Cece got a restraining order from Brian 
to remain 100 feet away from him, uh, but it was lifted a, about a couple days prior to the reunion. What? Why he, did he? Why did she get a restraining order? You might ask. She got the restraining order. Like he, like called the police on her, and then they gave her a restraining order from him. Yes. Okay. I think I'm following you. She cannot get within a hundred feet of him. Right. I guess in you know that kind of means the other way around is kind of true also. But the reason is that apparently, allegedly. Uh, Brian was like sleeping and he says that CC struck him on the nose and he called the police on her and she spent a couple days in jail. I I don't know how to interpret this at all. This is this is a weird story. Yeah. Do we, do you have more information about this? I have very little information other than that this is from an article from like a couple days before the reunion. Um but then the dates are kind of weird, and I can't really tell what day the reunion actually was uh, in, in 2002. So I don't know. Like, it, it's a little shaky, but uh, they ultimately got rid of their restraining order before the reunion. As you saw, you saw her there. She's she's at the reunion, and they settled on like family counseling and community service. Jordan, is this a story that you were familiar with prior to me just saying it right now? Yeah, yeah, I knew about it. Okay. I knew about it. Um, and I've like read some theories online. It's like what why this was what happened like, you know if it, if it had anything to do with like him not wanting to like share any of the money with her or like any of that stuff i mean he hadn't won yet necessarily i mean you know he had one so yeah. no he hadn't won yet so well, he hadn't been announced yet but right like, but like he, he, kinda, he knew maybe had an idea or it was a 50 50 you know so huh. um yeah so that that's pretty much what i know um yeah. and apparently he didn't show up to his court hearing right uh, so. that's true or her her court hearing right but he's not in wait did he get the restraining order like was this a long time before the reunion because he's not like injured this was like on day, the reunion the restraining order thing was like seemingly days before the reunion but i don't know yeah I, I don't know the full story i don't know if he like broke his nose or just had like a black eye or something i don't know i couldn't tell anything was off about him so yeah that is insane i have i have no idea what to think about that too like i know there must be so many conversations we don't know about because if my wife hit me on the nose while i was sleeping i think i would i i would not call the cops on her personally <laughs> right it'd probably be that she like spazzed out and accidentally yeah. flung her arm out <laughs> yeah I, I, yeah i wouldn't even be mad i'd just be like well why <laughs> So that's crazy. That's some Brian stuff. I will say, uh, I'm trying to keep like a timeline sort of of all the survivor things over the years. And as the seasons end, I put, I compile the information and put them in the proper years and months that they happen. And we may hear from Brian again. That's all I'll say. <laughs> what? This is the this is a Brian another Brian cliffhanger another one I don't want to hear from him again <laughs> I want I want to put a bow on Brian and send him off and never think of him well let's at least do that for Survivor Thailand and we can jump into the reunion it's uh, the first time that Jeff is hosting a Survivor reunion and I think it is overdue for Jeff to be hosting this yeah I mean. And he gets into questions so quickly. I was overjoyed to see that it was Jeff. And 
the questions he gets into are it it's less like the cover of like a cheesy magazine like a tabloid at at the store and more like this is someone who's been following these guys the entire time this is almost like their parent interviewing you know the children and the questions are just so much like his finger is on the pulse i guess i should say yeah a little uh, more than our previous hosts yeah uh jordan is this something you're you're familiar like with the previous reunion hosts uh did you feel similarly as to how this reunion went with jeff yeah so i I remember rosie o'donnell did one or two of them (laughs) and then i don't know who did the other ones but um yeah i mean you know it was i i didn't really remember like this was the season that he started doing the reunions um but like yeah there's definitely a a tone difference like and like the question that he asks you know helen and clay and just like he really gets down to sort of like how did this situation in the game happen um, which is what a reunion ought to be for. And maybe, you know, that's maybe I'm biased because it's been that way since, but, uh, you know, yeah, I think it was, it's, it's cool to see him do it. Um, cause I remember watching when I went back to watch all the other seasons before, um, season 40, like I hated watch. I just, I don't even think I bothered watching the reunions for one through four. Cause it's just like, I didn't feel like it made sense. So. It sucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it sucks until now. Scott didn't and even it, watch the season three reunion. That's how annoyed he was. With yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. By mistake. Famously, I have, uh, I, I did not watch that and, and I still have not to, to this day, which I would, I would say if it had Jeff in it, I would go back and watch it. But gosh, the questions are just so bad and like kind of sleazy and yucky when, uh, Brian Scumble was doing it so and I would say Jeff has like a moment or two in this reunion where he kind of like toes that line that Brian Gumble line and we'll get to yeah. get to those things but I think for the most part it's very game focused it's very survivor and less like you said Scott like uh you know screen grab or like uh, right tabloid yeah tabloid clickbait it's less click yeah, yeah clickbait yeah so he first uh talks about like I don't really know what it takes to win this game because like we had all these like rando people have won this show and now there's like this guy Brian who wasn't really hiding in the shadows but he still kind of had control the whole time and and I I wrote in bold that Scott you've said similar like you you have no idea like who the person is that's going to win based on all the previous winners because they're all so different. Yeah, I kind of threw my hands up at the end of this season. I'm like, what? Brian won? This is like, there's no way. And Clay made it with Brian. Why did this happen? Um, So it did, it made me think more about the game with like Jeff bringing this question up because I was kind of like, well, then there's no strategy. You can't employ any strategy. But what I've kind of landed on thinking about the game is that the fact is it's each season, it's a completely new cast of 16 different people. And the same strategy is not going to work every time. And so Brian did have a good strategy for this season and that's why it worked. And like, so you kind of do have to adjust to the people you're with. I I do think that there's still like a big amount of skill that goes into winning the game. But if you look at all the different winners and how they won at first glance, it looks like I don't even know how you do well in this game because each of them won using a different strategy. I feel like looking at season four as the season that precedes this one, like 
the people who played like Brian were like Rob and uh, John Carroll, I would say, were like the people mm-hmm. kind of like being out in front. And then they got voted out because the, that, so fast. that cast of people did not want that to be the way that people played. So, right. but, but like Richard kind of played similarly to Brian also, and that worked in his season. So yeah, I think, I think it's interesting because without knowing how the cast is going to play, you don't really know which strategy is going to work. And you don't even know what everybody's strategy is after like episode one, when I force you to, uh, to pick your winner. <laughs> Right. However, yeah. you did pick Brian as your backup uh, after that episode, so I don't think you're too far off in terms of what it takes to win this game. I still don't claim him. I'd rather just be wrong, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who did you pick? Who was your my winner pick was was Sheehan for this season? Okay. Um, and I still she's still one of my favorite people in this season. Um, and I picked Brian as my second because I was like, oh, he's a car salesman, so he can he can you know smooth talk his way to victory or something but then he he was kind of unlikable through a lot of the show so i was like eh, i don't really want him to win anymore so i'm just gonna pick somebody else he definitely ended up being the lesser of the two evils at the end of of the game in the jury's eyes um in terms mm. of like do we really want clay to win this game right <laughs> so yeah uh so Jeff is going to harp on that. He's like, you barely won over Clay, and Clay basically threw away three votes uh, of the seven needed to win, and that was Helen, Jake, and Ted. And Brian is like, kind of going to this little like. Uh, he's beating around the bush. He's talking nice about Clay. He's like, well, yeah. Clay was a tough competitor. He's very likable. And then Jeff's like, all right, we're going to Clay instead because you're right. just hamming it up. You don't. You're not saying what I want you to say. And he's basically asking Clay, why didn't Clay try harder in the jury? And I have a note here that uh, Tanya, poor Tanya, is just so sick. Coughing, she's like though. coughing through the whole reunion. <laughs> is this something she's that... Sti- wait, she's sick still? <laughs> I don't know still, but she's sick again. <laughs> oh, no. I didn't notice that. Oh, man. How could you Yeah, not? she was coughing the entire time. As... I did hear coughing, but I just figured that was just like, I don't know, somebody... Poor Tanya. Somebody needed to clear their throat. Oh man, that yeah, that's awful. And, and Tanya has this awful story also that happened and that she talks about at this reunion mm. about I think one of her family members passed away, right? Uh, maybe mm-hmm. yeah. So it's it's pretty brutal that her her experience with Survivor. It just starts with vomiting and then she's coughing or and then she's got this family member thing and she's like sick of the reunion. I just feel feel really bad for Tanya watching it back. Yeah, she does make light of that situation she does yeah in in this episode yes so clay you know he's like i thought jake wasn't gonna be mad at me anymore uh i still don't know what ted was talking about and i think helen was already not gonna vote for me so that's why i didn't try harder to get their votes so um i mean that's three votes he could have won the other four i guess the there was only one other person who voted uh against clay so maybe if he didn't burn so many bridges he he had a real chance to win this thing right jordan how would clay as a winner have have gone for you like do you when you watch this season back like how how is your opinion of clay um so i not high but mm-hmm. i do think that there are some redeeming qualities about him in terms of like his gameplay that like at least his like dedication and like i mean he was a fierce competitor like at challenges 
Um, even though he's like by all like, you know, just by looking at him, like he's the shorter guy, he's sort of um just the guy that you wouldn't expect to be very good at challenges. And he like was a pretty like able competitor in most of them. He was pretty much at the front of almost every challenge um towards the end. Um obviously his personality was not likable, but I I guess to sort of um fight against the common narrative of play, like uh, you know. I I don't I don't I wouldn't have liked him winning, but I don't know. I do think that like he did make some pretty strategic plays with like the penny vote, for example. Like the penny and Jake thing was pretty much orchestrated or at least partially orchestrated by him. Um and it was a smart I mean, he was one of the few people that seemed to be considering the jury early on. Um so like there were redeeming qualities about his gameplay, but just his personality was so not likable and just negative. Um, so and that goes for a lot of people on this season. Like we, yeah. Scott and I talked so much about like, do we want anyone to win? And Helen was kind of like the only one left that we were like, okay, we could really stomach a Helen win. Um, and unfortunately, she she doesn't get it done. And um, you know, she she. I think I, I have a note that she still looked kind of mad at this reunion and all of her answers are very short and hilarious, but very short. So. She definitely seems still like she's super upset. That's something we've in the past, we've seen people be so angry. And then in the reunion, they're like, oh, yeah, I got over it. We're friends now. We drink every Thursday night together. But Helen is like clearly still really bent out of shape about losing and like how she lost and like she's just like oh it could have been it could have been my moment yeah it, it's interesting to see uh because that's how i would expect other people to be after missing out on a million dollars or even just like you know more thousands of dollars um like she did and i think part of it too is helen will get into later that she would have changed her vote to clay if she had seen the season before getting mm. or before having to vote and uh yeah, I think I think that's part of it. She's like, dang it, like I could have been the deciding vote to prevent Brian from winning, but I wasn't. So, yeah. So she's she's still mad. And then we talked to Ted about the the racist comment stuff that he brought up at Final Tribal Council. Um, apparently, Helen had told him something when she got voted out about like stuff Clay had said, and you know they they get into a discussion about like hearsay which is kind of what they did at the um, final tribal about the helen thing uh, mm -hmm. when helen was like you're basing you're voting me off on hearsay they're asking ted like aren't you kind of like you're doing that here or helen isn't ted doing the same thing based on something that you said it's pretty uncomfortable just to talk about because we don't know anything that was said that like yeah. fits this bucket really um I think the only stuff we know is stuff we've already talked about, which is like, we don't really know that much. Right. And there's, yeah, there's probably felt... more theories about this, but I, I, I don't really want to like go deep into the internet on this one. Yeah. It was kind of interesting that he was like, oh yeah, Ted, isn't that just the same thing as what Helen did or what Helen was complaining about? And I was like, well, they are two different people. Right. I don't know that that's worth comparing. Right. Yeah. That, yeah. Exactly. Um, they then they get into a lot of like, why didn't Jan, Ted, and Helen? Why couldn't you get something together to vote either Brian or Clay off? And Helen's like, we tried, and then I think we get into the uh, the Jan situation where she's yeah. like, 
you know, we went to Jan and Jan's like, I was never approached with a plan. And then Helen's like, no, I did. And she's like, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. It's just so, it's hysterical. Poor Jan. Don't be mad at Jan. She will immediately listen to whatever you say. She's like, oh, you did approach me? Oh, uh, oops. I, yeah. Sorry. Just leave her alone. Says, Jeff even says like, Jan, don't be sorry. You can play however you want, which really means like, it was okay that you were like clueless out yeah. there for a lot of the strategy stuff. Yeah, yeah. I like Jan. I, yeah, I do too, and I I love that Jeff said that because he's like, this is this you can this no right or wrong way to play this game. Like right. Jan made strategic decisions. Maybe it would have led to her victory. But like we can see that. Like okay, there could have been better, better plans. But like I don't think it's fair to say that. Like oh, Jan, you really messed up your whole game hinged on this one situation when in the moment and she was talking about she's just like a robot out there and i think we saw that a, a few times how jane was really struggling to make even simple decisions she also talked about only having like one brain cell left and and a robot right. you know how many brain cells does a robot have i'm not sure it has like a motherboard yeah and Ted's reason for not going to Jan or not getting a plan together was that he didn't think she was emotionally stable enough at that point to get a plan together, which I thought was a very funny line. Yeah, um, it's uh, it's that was one of the the more uh, blatant answers that I think Jeff was looking for when he was asking people, or he he just wants he does want people to like kind of bad talk each other a little bit just for the sake of getting a straight answer, but some people will will not do that. They talk about why didn't they get something together when there were four people left, when Brian and Clay are like standing above Jan menacingly and they're like, vote Helen out. And they didn't want to pull rocks. Um, and it, it, it seemed, I think they talk about the money between fourth place and third place. And they're like, third place is more than fourth place by like $15,000. Uh, but comparing it with like the possibility of a million, it's like almost, it, it's almost nothing, right? Uh, so I don't know. I thought that was interesting that they talk about that. I'm sure that they don't really want the survivors to talk about that kind of thing as like a reason right. to make your decision, but it obviously comes into play more than they let on. I that's from season one. I was shocked that even second place got a payout. I I really just feel like it should be pennies compared to the million. Like I don't think this discussion should should ever be able to enter into. The strategy i think it's kind of annoying actually so it should just be like win or nothing yeah i want everyone to be pushing for that million or you might as well just go home anyway yeah because 100k i mean that's like some serious income if you get second yeah. place yeah if i could be, get a guaranteed 100k i'd be like well forget it, the million then i'm probably not gonna get that anyway right yeah and they talk about why helen voted for brian and you know his work ethic was there but jeff says did your opinion change after seeing the show and she says <laughs> yes sir would you have changed your vote yes sir even mm. for clay that would have been tough <laughs> and the crowd just loves helen at this point and and we do too she's great and this is part of the reason why i rank brian so low that he's this close to losing to clay and while i agree with right. jordan like there's some redeeming qualities for clay I don't think it's enough for me to see Brian as like some fantastic winner. And then Jordan mentioned the stuff about Clay and Penny where 
he put her on the jury and got her vote and you know they they talk about this and they go in in pretty good detail about like you know the rules are that like the people on the jury have to vote for one of us and i wanted penny to vote for clay and so that's why i like kind of smoothed things over with her and made her like me more than she liked the rest of my my tribe and and it worked to his credit that that totally worked and uh, i i definitely do give uh, clay a lot of credit for that he should have done it with more people than just penny <laughs> yeah 100 um did a lot of people like during the season did you get the vibe that people didn't like brian because it felt like i don't know i didn't really see a lot of like you know conflicts with him between him and other tribe members but then uh, at final tribal it seemed like there was a lot more like acrimony than i originally thought there would be um i don't know well, yeah i definitely felt that way too like during the the season it did seem like he actually did have the goodwill of a lot of people or people just felt like well whatever you know he's just gonna be himself and he's gonna he's gonna do what he's doing but he's not really in a place we can vote him off and then maybe afterwards as kind of people were like well hey he backstabbed me that's when you know the jury talks amongst each other so i think that kind of spreads a little more yeah i wonder if it's the ted and helen how they felt about brian kind of like you know took over the rest of the jury also and they were like oh yeah he really was sleazy wasn't he <laughs> uh even though like nobody from soup Jai should really have any ill will towards brian right. like he didn't really do anything to them uh and and they talk about this that all of the chewy gods voted all of the soup Jais out except for clay voting for um for Jake instead of Penny or whatever. So uh, they, can't, they can't really complain about Brian specifically, but I don't know, somehow it just it just seeps into the rest of their opinions of him. But watching the show, like, I mean, he says some things about, like, like the gender roles and all that stuff and, like, those things, but hardly anybody mm -hmm. out there sees that, at least the people who would care about it. Yeah. He mentions right. it, like, multiple times. He's like, isn't it interesting how the women are returning to their natural roles? Yep. nature <laughs> it's like wait you, it would be one thing if you said it like one time to the cameras as a joke but he like clearly like is he holding this opinion it. and is proud that he has this opinion he's either reusing the same joke over and over and over again and should start a podcast if that's the case or ah. <laughs> or he really feels that way and then, uh yeah so yeah uh Let's, instead of talking about gender roles, talk about this Ted and Gandia situation. Uh, That'll be a good, a good palate cleanser. Uh, we can not really talk about it that long, uh, but I thought Gandia looked pretty uncomfortable here with oh, this yeah. whole situation. And it's really unfortunate that she kind of has to like defend herself for this on TV during this reunion. and. Uh, it's it's this like clip like oh uh, stay here at, for the commercial because when we come back we're going to talk about right. this crazy antics between these people not great. yeah it's a it is such a serious uh, situation that again it just feels like the whole way they've dealt with it this entire season is just a little awkward and feels just uncomfortable and it doesn't really seem like the kind of thing it's like so what did you think what did, what happened when you got home it should be more like okay let them settle this privately this this is beyond the scope of what this show should be capable of talking about but they still just 
talk about it openly and um yeah i mean it seems like there's there's healing has happened since since the incident occurred but we also like get i look inside like personal relationships that i almost feel like i don't really need to know any of this right uh yeah and i was i was gonna say that like this whole thing is where Jeff kind of is towing the Bryant Gumble line a yeah. bit, uh, the like tabloidy headline type thing. But um, Jordan, anything you want to say about Ted and Gandia so that when we do the season recap later, we can just not talk about it anymore? <laughs> yeah, um, I think it was one of the instances where I mean, it's it's one of the most like dated parts of this season like just sort of the reactions of the contestants um uh with the exception of helen so like helen i think this is like one of the moments where like you just like start to really love helen because she's like the one person who like believes gandia and you know speaks out against this being an issue not just in survivor but just in general um and then also what i noticed like pretty much every clip of gandia in not only the reunion but also when i was watching the uh when brian and clay and i and jan were going to do the like you know visit all the ones every clip of her almost is like an, is like during that moment of like vulnerability where she's like screaming or like whatever um it was just sort of like disappointing um and i'm curious i wish i could go back and like see the viewers reaction to that incident like and what people thought of back in 2002 um you know if you were to poll the survivor viewers what would they have thought uh whose quote-unquote side would they have been on of the issue um and i can already kind of imagine what it would have been mm -hmm. but um i don't know yeah yeah it was just like i forgot that it happened that early in the season two um i mean it was episode three i think or episode three or four yeah um so yeah i mean it's unfortunate and yeah, that's kind of what I got to say about it. Yeah, I I think if I remember correctly, Ted was pretty well liked and then Gandhi was just like, "Oh, she's this crazy lady with She's this, crazy. Yeah, she's yeah. just like yelling. And yeah, it sucks cuz a re reaction like that like pretty natural if something like that happens to you and it's just that you're being filmed all the time. So, I love Gandhi. I uh I I I had a note that I I I like the like the outfit she's wearing at the reunion, I think she looks mm. pretty cool. And uh, there was so much Gandia stuff like in the recap episode, Jordan. I don't, you probably didn't watch that one during your rewatch, but like of her doing like a photo shoot and being like this sort of like this glamorous kind of thing, and that persona just like isn't present uh, in the like rites of passage and the tributes mm -hmm. to all the fallen fallen tribe members so yeah it's it's unfortunate i i love gandhi a lot love watching her on this season and uh and yeah that's that's all that's all i gotta gotta say about that probably then we jump into the fake merge and this is the the big twist of survivor mm. thailand the fake merge it was the downfall of xian scott's winter pick a very unfortunate downfall um it took her apparently 0.2 seconds until she knew that she was uh, going to be dead at the at the next tribal council. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they showed the replay of her uh, turning 
turning her and head like looking around like is this real is yeah. this actually oh no yeah and is this i think is it ken who says like something like i know you ain't got nothing to do but you ain't doing it here or something i, I don't know what he's I, I have this in my notes it sounds like something ken would say uh i think that that was like a line that he says about what he was thinking about Xi'an. Like, you don't have anything to do, but you have to leave here <laughs> because mm. you're you're going against us already. I think that's the context of this quote, but I just wrote it down without any context. So, huh. yeah, I think that's it. And then we talk about Rob. Uh, he has had some of the most immature moments to one of the most beautiful epiphanies. And they ask him about like when you were choking clay during that challenge like what do people think and he's like oh my gosh it was so terrible like i was acting like a doorknob <laughs> and that's a tremendous uh i don't know descriptor <laughs> yeah i would like to use that more yeah i mean it's cool to see him have that like introspection like yeah. it must be so painful to watch yourself like just be kind of lose control of your emotions and and your anger and uh he probably didn't feel like he was acting that way when he was acting that way but yeah. like they showed like you know they did a lot of uh replay clips in in this uh reunion and they just showed him like yelling at Xi'an and like how we talked about clay and just mimicking him and like yeah rob was a menace so yeah it it's really cool to see like oh my gosh like you this actually did have some impact on your life I mean, who among us would want our, like, worst moments to another person broadcast on TV? Like, that right. sucks. So, yeah. and he's so young. Like, he's so young. Um, he is. And the, the beautiful part of this is that, you know, he did go home. He told his dad that he loves him and, like, they are still, like, having a relationship. And he felt like he grew up a lot by playing Survivor. So that's that's really cool. Yeah. yeah, I believe it too. He's kind of that age where a lot of the teenage immaturity still carries over and some more than others. But like in this moment, like he's just under so much scrutiny that, you know, not that that's always a great thing, but I, I can see how that can help him like, oh, maybe maybe there is something that should be done about my behavior. Right. And then let's dive a little bit more into the Bryant Gumbel uh, spirit of this reunion and watch yeah. Stephanie's oh boy. audition tape um, which, uh, which Jordan I know that, that you have finished most of the reunion but maybe not this part they show her audition tape where she basically does like a strip tease I don't know if she was like auditioning for one, for one of Brian's videos and just <laughs> sent that in and I think Jeff is Jeff says too bad that woman never showed up and uh yeah, yeah this is the this is Brian Gumble has invaded Jeff's mind right now <laughs> yeah I remember watching I like now that you talk about it I remember like having a pretty interesting reaction when I watched it like about two years ago whenever that was um so I definitely remember them going over it because that's completely I mean she's a firefighter I think and like she definitely carried this like more like masculine type of like personality or, or sort of like um just like a bro like a bro at at, at uh in survivor 
and so yeah i do i do very much remember them showing that at the at the reunion and i was like this is so weird <laughs> yeah it like doesn't even make sense that it's the same person like right no because <laughs> she was like sick though wasn't yeah, she? she didn't feel good yeah. like she just didn't have like but she is the person who on the first night went like skinny dipping too so like maybe it is the same person it's just that she then got sick because she slept outside in the rain <laughs> yeah so. yeah maybe i just in uh instinctively instinctively interpret jeff's uh comments as like i like i give him the benefit of the of the doubt but i feel like he was almost more just saying like this wild personality and like she's like way on the show she's just like kind of straight laced and she's one of like out of all the people on the show she's one of the more like forgettable ones just because she she's always kind of talking like what's the deal with these guys i'm so sick of them and uh you know in her reunion vi video obviously much different energy so i don't know in my head in my head canon jeff is just talking about more of the energetic spirit than like I wish Stephanie would have been doing more of what she was doing in, in her her right. uh, audition tapes. Yeah, in her video, and and she, this has affected her. She says like, you know, I disappointed a lot of people through like my performance in the game because like I didn't end up being the person that they thought they were casting. So I think that uh, that's probably a re a reality for a lot of people who go on this show. Is like you have people handpick you. And you have family who's like so excited about this, and then you know it just doesn't work out, and like it's it's okay, but at the same time yeah. it must it, it can definitely affect you. So uh, very interesting. Uh, but the thing that she learned on this show is that she wants kids. She never thought she wanted kids before now, but she wants kids now. I'd be interested, um, uh, like how producers look at because that's definitely not the first time that she's that she's not the first person or the only person that's ever like been completely different from her audition tape so like mm. is there a level of disappointment amongst the producers or the casters for the show where they're expecting to get somebody who might be more <laughs> like interesting to watch and then that just doesn't happen um, i i hope they would be disappointed in the survivor thailand cast because <laughs> most of them are not very very likable on the show yeah I feel like they do in some ways aim for to get a, a cast of characters that's like diverse enough in their beliefs and like worldviews that they they clash a bit but it probably went overboard a little too much they want to sprinkle in, in, enough reality tv in there but like still maybe they yeah like you said they went a little bit too far yeah on this one so yeah I I feel like Jordan um they're they're to some degree they know that like when people are making their audition tapes they're like in their natural and environments and i would hope the producers understand that like if you throw someone out in the wilderness for a month plus like yeah they that makes them a different person than right. they would normally be i don't know and jeff now is going to go into aaron and calls her the survivor hot chick of the season <laughs> that's and, just straight up bryant gumbel yeah exactly <laughs> so i think i think what happened is there was like a commercial and they showed like the stephanie audition tape and then the spirit of bryant just like invaded jeff for the rest of the room <laughs> that's what i that's what i think happened and so let's just he, go with that he's like you know uh i don't know what even question he asked her but basically it's like she wanted to overcome the stereotype of like that i'm only like 
here for like how I look and I like covered up more than like other people maybe in the past and all that and she's like I wanted to prove that I'm not just like you know a girl who like looks good but I'm like you know so much more and I can like do this game and Jeff then it like won't even let her have it and he's like well you could just be both like you could also be like the hot chick or whatever and it's just like okay let's let's move on yeah <laughs> let's geez. move on to Jed playing that he, he said he was playing full tilt boogie and I don't know what that, what that means um yeah I all I know is I think Colby said something about full tilt at one point Full tilt yeah it's like a in that a poker term. The poker term, yeah, yeah. So Jordan, when, you're when a you're poker full tilt. Yes, yes. So when you when you're playing on full tilt, it means that there are there's something bothering you that like throws you off your game. So if you're on tilt, um, yeah. So that's what that normally means in poker. But I'm not really. I mean, what got him on tilt? Because he he was annoying people in the second episode. So it's like because uh, he wasn't doing enough work or whatever it was. Um, so I'm not really sure like what would have gotten him on tilt <laughs> so yeah but i don't know full tilt boogie maybe it's a completely different thing because i you right. probably it doesn't feel like a boogie when you're full tilt in poker so it's a movie apparently oh um, oh uh starring jed it's, it's a documentary <laughs> film that chronicles the production of the 1996 film from dusk till dawn so maybe and it, it it features extensive interviews with the cast and crew. So maybe like he was playing up the like almost like almost like breaking the fourth wall or being super meta about it being a reality show, maybe is what he's trying to say. Whoa. Like I don't know. Maybe he's big brain Jed. <laughs> like, I, I looked think... up I looked up his uh his dental practice and it's it's still going, so maybe he is a big brain. Whoa. Yeah. I feel like full tilt boogie is when you're getting so upset that you're losing in poker that you like shake with like nervousness or anger and it looks like you're dancing. Oh, okay. Full it's he's doing the full tilt boogie. When is the full tilt boogie song coming out cuz I need a I need a song to go with that. Like when's the TikTok <laughs> trend? The full tilt boogie TikTok the full trend. Full tilt boogie. <laughs> yeah. Jed, he missed he he's before his time. He's before his time. He would do yeah, great now. Yeah. He would do great on TikTok. <laughs> uh they show a lot of fans of Jan at a pub. Uh that was cool. And then they make fun of Ted screaming as he's getting a massage on the show. Great Ted moment. Um and then where are we going next? Scott, and you we watched this reunion a long time ago. Yes. We're going to the Amazon. We're going to the Amazon. It's very exciting. It is. It's so exciting. Wow, that looks so cool. Yeah. Yeah, they've got the largest rainforest. They have so much oxygen there. 15% of the world's oxygen is there. So The world's lungs, they call it. <laughs> yeah, they do. Now they do. Uh, there's animals. There's piranhas. There's anaconda. There's crocodiles. And... Uh, there's storms and there's a twist unlike anything you've ever seen scott it's time it's time for you to guess guess the twist i feel like this happened at another reunion where we were like they said something about the twist of the next season so what do you think what's unlike anything you've ever seen so sometimes i think on at least one season we've had 
like a couple of people with the same name. I think we had two Robs mm-hmm. at some point. We had a Rob and, this, and a Robert. Rob and a Robert. Yeah. That counts. Mm-hmm. I think in this season, the twist will be that everyone will have the same name and they will have to learn to survive without the benefit of being able to call each other by their names. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Can you imagine what name more is this? It has to be a gender neutral name. They're all named Alex. Mm, that's a good one. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's a good name. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine someone <laughs> yells out Alex? Everyone turns. <laughs> imagine Chaos. voting. How do you vote? Yeah, exactly. Alex, <laughs> you have to remember last names. Imagine Alex, go get the rice and then all of a sudden seven people are getting rice mm. okay I, I like this if this isn't the theme for am for amazon or any of the seasons through 44 <laughs> yeah uh we might have a have something to send to cvs jordan what do you what do you, you like this uh yeah you I have like a it. name you um, have a name that could be featured on such a season i was i was thinking it yeah i was thinking well jordan's one um yeah, they and and ultimately whoever wins that season is like the ultimate Alex. That's um, right. <laughs> they did. Uh, I don't know if you ever saw the Battle of the Joshes that actually happened, but basically, like some guy named Josh organized a fight between like hundreds of Joshes, and they all actually came to the location and fought with uh, those like the what do you call those sticks that you use in the pools? Pool noodles. Yeah, so that has happened. So I think that'd be cool to put that in Survivor. <laughs> you could go with Jordan. You could go with Jesse. Pretty much any guest that we have, apparently. Uh, I, I guess those are the only two. I don't know. Ruby, Maggie, and Kinsey. I don't know. But, you know. Imagine Jeff at Tribal Council asking the Alexes a question, and then they all answer it at the same time. That'd be all back to season one, where they just all talk over each other because he hasn't yeah. learned to ask direct questions yet. So we're we're very excited to talk about the Amazon. It's it's yes. been a while since we finished uh, Survivor Thailand, and it left kind of a weird taste in our mouth. So we're ready to cleanse that out with some some Amazon. So very excited. Maybe to some likable characters. Let's hope. Yeah, let's hope. Um, they asked Jake. They they asked a couple things, a couple quick things at the end of this reunion. Um, Jake had like his best and worst moment when uh like the family member visit was because it's like oh my wife's right there but then you know she's got to leave he says it's all about love and i feel like that's something that rob said during the season like it's all about love uh (laughs) or i think uh, brian also said that he's like you know it's about love so love that's what you say when you don't know what to say you're just like it's all all about love man it's just a love thing man yeah I will stab my uh, teammates in the back, but in a loving way. Mm. And then the really unfortunate Tanya stuff that like she was sick and then she got a call from her mother that her father Mm. had passed away and they had just fortunately had a goodbye party um, from like her sister threw a party for her when she went on Survivor and and, and their their dad was there. And so it's pretty emotional that that would happen like kind of right around the time when she went on Survivor. Yeah, she was kind of saying if she had not gone on Survivor, then she would not have been able to see her dad that last time. Right, yeah. Like, because they just, I guess they didn't see each other that often. Mm. They go to John. Uh, John's doing okay, uh, being the first person voted out. Uh, Pastor John, do you remember Pastor John? 
Uh, and he says he just left the wrong impression on people and got voted out. And uh, that's that's it. That's it for John. <laughs> and <laughs> at least he gets acknowledged. Then they talk about the auction of all of the Survivor Five memorabilia and stuff, and they're looking for people to apply for Survivor Season Seven. Scott, did you send in your application? Uh, no, but I did buy several things off of eBay after <laughs> yeah. after watching this. Wow, they're, they're still up there. They were still up there for twenty yeah. years. <laughs> what was it? Yeah. Whose whose torch was there? Uh, they actually didn't show it, but they created another super poll for uh for this season and yeah it was like 15 bucks was betsy the boat on there and betsy the boat yeah they they found betsy and they sold it <laughs> how much did betsy go for that was like three mil man wow. i was like no way <laughs> yeah uh and he says to study non-cooperative game playing theory by nash and uh we should read it we should read it on the podcast. It should just be like an audio book. Yeah. So Jeff tells us that, right? Yes. Well, Jeff just told us he doesn't know what it takes to win. <laughs> and now he's telling us what, what no, it takes to win is read this book. God, he said that almost an hour ago. We forgot oh. that he said that. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. We don't think about, we don't make callbacks ever on this podcast. No. And he says, watch the early show. Brian's going to be there. And that's it. That's the reunion. It but, felt short to me. And I th I didn't I put it in my notes, so. but Jeff kept saying like every time he's like, wow, the time is flying by. Like we got to <laughs> really move. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, well, if you, didn't five minutes. if you didn't keep saying that, you'd probably yeah. have a little more time to, to talk. <laughs> At least a you. couple more questions. Yeah. So that's the reunion. Uh, I do have, before we get into trivia, one more conspiracy theory rumor type thing about the... Ken, Brian, Ted, of it all at the final travel council. I probably should have put this in a different place in my notes so we could have talked about it when I previously <laughs> talked okay. about this kind of thing, but I'm going to talk about it now. I found this on Reddit, so everybody out there, I acknowledge this is completely not from like a, a great source, potentially, but... I think this rumor has circulated enough over the years that I'm comfortable sharing what the rumor is. And here's the rumor. I'm going to read it word for word. We can talk about it. We cannot. It's kind of up to you guys. <laughs> up to you guys. The rumor is that Brian assumed that Ken was a racist because Ken was an NYC cop. Hence, Brian told Ken, Brian told Ken that he wanted to get rid of Ted because Vesepia had just won a season ago and Brian didn't want two black winners in a row. Horrified, Ken told Penny, who simply told Brian that Ken was scheming in order to ensure Penny's own safety for that tribal. Only when Penny and Ken both arrived at Ponderosa did they divulge the truth to Jake. That's the theory. Wow. That is a lot of assuming. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> this isn't this is like three different three or four different conversations that are all hypothetical yeah it's like hearsay on top of hearsay yeah but of course it was on reddit so we do have to accept it as fact no that's the opposite of what i said what is that not what you said <laughs> it was interesting because i i like you said it's been circulated so much that like that's just sort of like the narrative that people accept now 
Yeah. And I was, you know, is that anywhere else other than that Reddit post? Right. I, Jordan, I completely agree. I was furiously Googling this because this is something that I've heard so much about this racist stuff and like, oh, we can't have two black winners in a row. I looked so, so far and wide on the internet and this is the only place I see this. So I'm like, and there there really aren't that many comments. Like, I think there's right. maybe like 10 comments or something. <laughs> and so I'm like, is the, is the Survivor super fan community really that small? that though there aren't there isn't that much interaction this is like the narrative that i know to be quote unquote true uh 20 years later after this season aired so i completely agree i have no idea what to make of this like i i, I guess if this happened like they probably wouldn't have aired it so like i guess that right. that supports that but i really i really don't know what to make of this so i mean you've listened to like a lot more you've listen to a lot more podcasts than I have on Survivor. Like, have they ever had a guest from Thailand? And like, have they ever talked about this? Cause I don't know, it just, I just find it so hard to believe that him. some random Reddit post has just maintained itself as like, you know, just the truth. Right. <laughs> this long. And I think in the Reddit post, this is like quoted like in the post. And I don't know where it's quoted from. I can't, I, I guess I could like copy it all and search it and see if it comes up with anything else. But uh, to answer your question, I mean, I've heard a couple things from people from Thailand, but this doesn't really come up. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I imagine that if this is true, it's probably something that people don't really want to talk about anymore. And if it's false, it's like, it's so long ago that it's like, whatever, dude, like Brian won. It's people aren't like, talking about this anymore, yeah. except so, us. Except us here. Uh, I don't know if you if you're out there and you listen to us and you are a person who was on this season and you know <laughs> what happened. Please add us. Otherwise, don't add us. Um, oh <laughs> no, you you can add us, but uh, and send us mail. Oh, we like that. So not hate mail. Not hate mail. Only only good things. So that's the rumor, Scott. It's all out there now. Uh, thank you yeah i mean it, the possibility that the, like the the fact that we're even like oh that could be true is kind of like okay like that's that's not great so yeah it's not great no yeah i don't know it's a it's a rumor yeah. i'm ready to wash my hands of this entire season though so yeah and we will start the process of wrapping things up uh with some trivia between scott yes. and jordan after this hope you guys are ready And now it's time for everybody's favorite segment on these reunion shows, the opportunity for Scott to compete against somebody new in trivia. Both Scott and Jordan are sitting up straighter in their chairs, getting ready for this intense battle of Survivor Thailand trivia. And I've compiled a list of questions. They will both be available to answer each question they will have to buzz in and that is where my part of the game comes in because i have kind of made it my goal to remember all of the buzzer sounds of previous <laughs> seasons as we go one just to give myself kind of a competition element of each season and two because we can't reuse the buzzers so i gotta remember what they are so that we don't reuse them in, in future seasons so scott and jordan are you ready for trivia Yes. Yes. 
Okay. I just I just want to redeem myself because last year, last year, last season was was brutal. Scott, on my end, you won last season. You lost two seasons ago. <laughs> did I really win yeah. the last one? Yeah. Wait, I did. Yeah, you won seasons two and four. You lost season three. It hurt so bad to lose. <laughs> That you two still feel ago. like you, you lost. It's, it still feels like I lost. Yeah. So let's go through season two, the buzzers. We had Maggie as a guest, and her sound was bing. And Scott, yours was a duck sound. It was. Yeah. And season three, we had our good friend, Kinsey. Maggie is also our good friend. I don't know if I said that, but everybody's our good friend. <laughs> and uh, Scott, yours was colors. Colors from look at the colors. Look at the colors. Yeah. And Kinsey's was beans from beans. The Clarence Beans incident. Oh, mm-hmm. Very serious. S- season four, I believe. Somebody was Doogie. I think that was you, Scott. Was I that think true? it was. I think that was me. <laughs> and then. We had Jesse, also our good friend, on. And I am struggling to remember her thing, her buzzer sound. And was it Hauser? <laughs> I don't think it was Hauser. Um, I'm trying to think of the season, season four. And we talked a lot about Doogie Hauser and Neil Patrick Harris at that reunion or at that at that reunion show. We did, yeah. And I was thinking about these buzzer sounds and I guess I I I will have to fail after Ooh. after 3 seasons. Oh no, wow. And Just I, like that. I hope neither of you picks whatever her buzzer sound was. I don't think there's any danger of that. <laughs> I'll, There's a lot of sounds out there. I'm trying to think of the the season four because usually they're themed. We talked about Nalia's mint, and I wonder, I wonder if Jesse's buzzer sound was like mint or something mint. like that. But I mean, I'll have to say that I, that I've lost. I don't remember her thing. I will keep this going. And I'll, if it was mint, then I think. If I it was meant, I get it, but I can't. Yeah. I can't just guess all of the things and then uh, and then get it. So I'll guess mint, and then I'll listen back to the footage and report back, uh, probably at our season six reunion show. So you have that to look forward to. Wow! But with that, let's pick <laughs> new buzzer sounds. Hopefully, not the one that Jesse had. Uh, Jordan, as our guest, you can pick the first buzzer sound. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna do a callback to one of Brian's really unusual analogies, um, and I'll do skate. Ooh, that's okay. good. He knows a lot about ice skating. He does. <laughs> it's uh, he's the ice man, and Clay is the <laughs> ass man, and they're against each other in the final. <laughs> oh, that still gets me. Yeah. And Scott, you are up next. Pick a buzzer sound. Yeah, my buzzer sound's gonna be Magilla. Uh, good one. He came For the up monkey. The, he came up on the reunion show. We didn't talk about it, but I love I love Magilla. So I like a great that. monkey. All right, Magilla. All right, let's get into it. We have okay. Here we go. Some good questions here. Number one, question one. 
Oh, there are, sorry, there are eight questions and then a tiebreaker. So if it's four, four, three, three after the first eight, then we'll move to the tiebreaker. Whoa. Question one. What was Brian's luxury item? Skate. Jordan. Uh, it was a guitar. It was a guitar. Yes. Oh. Jordan takes the one zero lead. All right. Number two. What did Jan call the dead baby bat they found? This is good audio. Magilla. Yeah, Scott. Did she call it like her child? No. Okay. Do I just get a, okay. You get a guess, um, Jordan, yeah. I don't know, I'll say like, I'll say Robin. It wasn't Robin, it was Oliver. Okay. Oh, it was Oliver. Yeah. I forgot that she even gave it a name. I don't have a question about the chicken. Do you remember the chicken's name? That was buried with Oliver? I should have made it a question. Did it end with a Y? Yes. That's all I remember. <laughs> <laughs> it was Lucky. Lucky. Okay. I was going to say Plucky, which is <laughs> so close and makes more sense for a chicken. No, it's a wordle word, not Plucky. That's, that's six letters. <laughs> that's too many letters. Yeah. All right, number three, Jordan still maintains the 1-0 lead. How many Sukjai players were kicked out of the attack zone challenge? Skate. Jordan. Um, I believe three. Nope. Scott, you get a guess. I don't even remember what the attack zone challenge is. Oh, Scott, zone, come on. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> well, I'll just say four. It is four. <laughs> Scott, that... <laughs> I remember it now. That's like the most iconic challenge right, in the season. Scott, I will, because there's a very limited number of answers for that one, I think That's I will fair. give you just a half point. Can I take three but, quarters of a point? But if you can name, <laughs> uh, no, you only get half points. Uh, <laughs> if you can name all four of them, then you get the full point. Oh, okay. Rob, <laughs> Jed, Ken, and Jake. No, the fourth one is Stephanie. Yeah, oh. she she pulled from the she was in the water, right? Jake yep. Jake felt felt pretty shaky. Oh, I do remember and, and that. And Jeff yeah. says, uh, "Stephanie, you're in the water and nowhere near the attack zone." <laughs> That's exactly what he says and how he says it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I had to make sure to have the question in there, right? So, uh, all right, right. So now it is very confusing because we have a one to point five lead for Jordan over Scott. Uh, and now it's going to be tough for y'all to tie. So that's good. Actually, I'm, I'm happy with this. Yeah. Number four. Brian had a confessional when he leaves his middle finger up and all the rest down. Who is represented by the middle finger? Megilla. Scott. Is it Ted? Nope. Oh. Um, it would have been... Uh, it would have been. I'll say Helen. No, it's Clay. Okay. <laughs> Why would you do like... that to our boy? He, he was the good friend. His boy, not our boy. Yeah. I'm I... Be careful how I say that. <laughs> it's Clay. All right. Jordan maintains the one to point five. Lead wow. After four questions, so <laughs> pretty good. 
Uh, number five, which player received the most elimination votes this season? Mm. I'll say McGilla. Scott. No, McGilla's wrong, but you can answer. <laughs> uh, shoot. Would it be... Ted? No, it's not Ted. Ugh. He um, just wanted to be Ted. I know I know who it is. Sorry. I I'm gonna say uh it would be I'm gonna say Shean. It is Shean. Oh yes. well that wasn't who I thought it was. <laughs> what did what was your second thought? I thought maybe it was Jake. Okay. No, it's Shean. And Jordan, for a bonus point five, how many votes did she get? Uh, you can well, forfeit it if you want, but you, you can't so, just count it out. You gotta like, you gotta give it an answer in t- ten seconds. Okay. Um, I'll say ten. Is <laughs> it? It is ten. Oh my gosh! I'm losing by two points now. <laughs> it's ten. All Wait, right. No, I'm losing by two and a half points. <laughs> Jordan's now got two two and a half points, and Scott's okay, got so two points. Point got five. It. Yes. So ah! There's three questions left, so Scott, it's anybody's game. Okay. Ooh. All right. Number six. In Chuigon's first tribal council, John was eliminated by a six-one-one vote. John voted for Gandia. Who else did not vote for John? Uh, Skate. Jordan. Jan. Nope. McGilla. Yeah, Scott. Tanya? No. It's oh. it was Helen. Oh. Wow. Helen voted for Clay. I have no memory of that whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, that was an that's the first episode. I I just thought it was a cool trivia question that I was like, oh cool. I didn't realize three people got votes. Um okay. Scott, you need each of these last two questions to force Not a, a problem. Tie, to force a tiebreaker. <laughs> I do really well under pressure. Okay. Question seven. Which course in the eating challenge eliminated CC? Megillah. Scott. It was the uh the the water bug, right? It was, yes. Good job. Yeah, good job. Okay. All right. I would have accepted water beetle, water bug, uh juicy bug, any of those. Juicy things. bug. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It is a two and a half to one and a half lead for Jordan entering the final question this is this is a tough one scott i hope i hope you get it because i, I want to get go, it i want to go to the tiebreaker question eight jan received exactly one vote at how many consecutive tribal councils skate oh scott you gotta at least uh ring in jordan three nope mcgilla scott four <laughs> No, that strategy no. that strategy worked earlier. It does no. not work here. It was five <laughs> tribal councils in a row. Jan got one vote. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, I concede victory. Good job, Jordan. You don't want to give him the, the, the tiebreaker question? Well, if I give him the shot? tiebreaker and he gets it, then we're tied and it's I have tie? no more oh. questions. <laughs> that would be Fair a disaster. <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a perfect system because this way. I I never end a, I never end in a tie, um, but I will ask the tiebreaker question just for fun. 
Yeah. yeah, let's do that. Who was the first pick in the tribe draft? Scott, <clears throat> Scott, I believe in you. Uh, McGilla. Scott. Um, I just said that, and I'm looking on at the names. I think it was probably. Brian. Nope. Oh. I thought you would get it. Jordan, go. Uh, I'll say Ken. No, Jan picks Ted first. Scott, you wanted to pick Ted so bad. <laughs> and I was like, oh. Yeah, if, I if wanted gets, him to be an answer. If it gets to the tiebreaker, <laughs> he's going to win. Yeah, I don't remember that he's, he, either. I, I do remember that Jan was the first to pick because of the whole Thailand age thing that Jeff was talking about. Yeah. Yeah, so if I if I had remembered that Jan was first, I probably would have picked Ted. Uh, yeah. Definitely yeah, no, especially knowing that Brian, it wasn't Brian. There's no way okay. she would have picked. Give Jordan okay. another half point. <laughs> no, no, no more half points. <laughs> Too many half points. Jordan takes the victory. Two point five to one point five. Out of a possible eight. <laughs> eight, eight end up, plus the tiebreaker. We end up with a lot of half points on this uh, <laughs> trivia segment, I think. Yeah. So, Those are good questions. Those are questions I would have expected. I, I had like notes for certain things, like Jan was the first to cry, and like you know that type of thing. But, but. yeah, I knew I had to go with good questions because Jordan just kind of like binge watched the season like shortly before this right. uh, recording. So I was, and and yeah. it's been so long for for me and Scott since we. Yeah, watched. I, I I did end up memorizing the entire transcript in preparation for this, so that's extra embarrassing for me. Mm-hmm. To, a, to score so low it's a long transcript it is yeah it's and now i just have that in my head from this season of survivor of, of all the seasons i could have, i could have memorized the snake in the rat mm-hmm. speech but instead i i know exactly the sound that clay made when he was screaming when uh <laughs> when he was being strangled <laughs> <laughs> So that was a fun trivia. Thank you, Jordan, for coming in and humbling Scott. Now, Scott, again, now you, it's like an odd number thing. You lose the odd number seasons and you win the even. So you got to come back stronger next time. And I will try. Yeah. I think this was a little less painful than the Africa trivia where Kinsey was just like on her game and, and left. Uh, she was showed, buzzing in, destroying no me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we now have time to just talk about season five as a whole anything that we haven't gotten to or anything that jordan wants to talk about as as our guest we want to open up the floor to just anything anything that you want to talk about regarding season five scott and i have ranked it in our top five so far Mm -hmm. um you can start there jordan and then uh bring bring the topics to us and we'll we'll talk about what what you want right now so yeah, of so, the first five, where's this rank for you? Uh, it's definitely last. Um, <laughs> Dang. But yeah, it's it's definitely last, but I definitely um, appreciated things about it that I didn't before. Um, I I think Shean, we haven't really talked enough about Shean just as a cast member. Um, I think she was one of the more likable ones. And I, th- I think like there were parts of, this season that were like so close to being ahead of their time and then would just like fall short like the some of the cultural discussions with Shein and like her eating habits and like the arguments that she had with Rob and like whatever 
like that is something that like doesn't even really i mean i'm not going to spoil anything but like you know that's not something that a conversation that was happening in 2002 Mm -hmm. um but then it happens on the show and like you know as a viewer now looking back on it it's like wow like this was an interesting piece of dialogue that happened um and like you know something that has now is now sort of commonplace um so i think like it was cool having her on i also really liked jake just like everything about jake and the way he like approached the game was really cool um he was likable he was a strategic player he did play um pretty hard um and and he also picked like he picked the tribe that like ought to have been better <laughs> like he um and then um lastly i felt that for the most part of the season everyone respected the game cuz i know there's there's a lot of seasons where i feel like maybe there's too much bitterness and mm-hmm. i don't think that that existed for a lot of the season like a lot of the season pretty much every player acknowledged that it was a game and that like you know people are going to tell lies and whatever um and then obviously you get to the tribal and like there were some people that were bitter and like but i think for the most part like everyone approached it as a game and it felt pretty amicable for most of the season um in terms of like strategy and that type of stuff so i think those are like my three things that i think um made this season like watchable uh, <laughs> on a rewatch yeah so. i mean i think i said in our uh finale that like yes it's fifth for me but like we're it's all relative like we're ranking things that i have been watching for 20 years and i'm now podcasting about right so it's like that all of it has to have some something that like is as good and and a reason to watch it so yeah i think Xi'an for sure i think she might be the first like asian american contestant in the first five seasons um it's like there aren't that many like there there isn't a ton of diversity racial diversity in the cast yeah. there's a lot of like personality diversity and all that um so that that's definitely a cool thing for her and she was definitely playing hard and she kind of just was in an unfortunate twist for her like the game that she was trying to play at that time um it is funny jordan you said that like how amicable amicable it was and i think in some ways that's true as far as like people getting voted out but then in other ways it actually felt like some of the most conflict that we've ever seen on the show so it's kind of weird that that kind of like stayed within like the personal stuff but then as far as the game went like even gandia when she gets voted off like she was totally voted out for like a a big reason for her getting voted out is because of her reaction to the ted thing and even she is like very like oh i you know i messed up i shouldn't have reacted so big like even Mm. even she saw it as like a bad game move regardless Mm -hmm. of whether it was like the right thing to do for her personally yeah 100 percent. scott what thoughts do you have on shean she was your winner pick oh man thank you for asking yeah i i love shean in this uh season um i think she is probably my favorite person still at the end of the show. So I'm really happy I picked her as a winner pick. Um, yeah, I, 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 I love what Jordan had to say about like the way she was treated and and how that was like showing that. And like some people like that discussion was like kind of new at the time, but it, it, and it's interesting to see how, how comfortable her fellow cast members feel with showing such disgust at something that's like 
just so normal and cultural for her. And I just feel like that is something we're going to see a huge shift in as the show goes along. It probably won't feel like a huge shift because 20 years is a long time, but um, yeah, I, th- I think, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of unfortunate, but she did kind of pave the way for that. At least uh, I, th- I think that's what we'll see um, in survivor. And uh, yeah, uh, I like how I still, when I think of Jake, I, I, I think back to the, the pep talk that he had with Sheehan where he was just like being a friend, like a real friend. Like, I don't think any of that was like strategy or like, yeah, if I make friends with her, she'll help me out later. I think it was more like, wow, this woman is in distress because everyone's being really awful to her. Mm -hmm. So I will just encourage her and like, tell her like, don't listen to them. And just imagine they're saying something else. Yeah. Uh, Like, it's like imagine like, if they're talking about you it's because they really like you or like yeah. you know, that that type of thing yeah yeah so even though this season is the i have so so many negative vibes about it about stuff that goes on about the way these guys treat each other this is there are bright moments that almost shine brighter because of the all the bad sour stuff. taste that i get from everything else and that, that comes from people like genuinely being kind to one another and um yeah, just moments like that, or p- just people on the show look a-, a lot better, just because like everyone around them is, to me, a pretty unlikable cast. And I, I, and I, you know, I've never seen that in Survivor to this point where I'm like, dang, I don't like any of these people. Like even early in the game, I don't really know that I want any of these people to win. Um, Usually I can pick like a few like, okay, yeah, he's, he's, he's goofy, but you know, he'd be great. Or like she, uh, you know, she's, she's, it would be cool to see Sue win, even though she's like kind of, kind of grumpy. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, I really did like, I, I, I hear what you guys are saying about this being the, the lowest rated among, among these seasons. But I, I enjoyed it like I, I do any other Survivor season. And I think there's a lot of interesting things game-wise in this season um, that we have never seen before. And we also see, I think, the the boundaries getting pushed a little further than they should be for what should be allowed to be a part of the game in Survivor in this season. And I just feel like the producers need to go and like write uh, like a like a I don't know a sexual uh like harassment or like some kind of docu- document or policy because it it feels like they're just like I don't know just film it like the rest of the show and and advertise it like the rest of the show and yeah put it on the the headline like the rest of the show um and keep coming so that back was, to it too yeah yeah constantly mm-hmm. and it for us it's like we're uncomfortable talking about it it feels like it's way out of what we are we should be able to talk about but the show keeps bringing it back even to the very end and they're like what's the deal with this gandia what did you think about this yeah yeah and i think um i think those are all great points and and like i said like i totally enjoyed this more on this watch than like mm-hmm. i thought i necessarily would going into it it's like i just i love the other four just i like the other four more but yeah it they're more like likable. i don't hate it as tv it's just right. like there's some stuff that kind of clouds it a little bit especially especially like 
preconceptions going in. It's like, I am not going to enjoy this. And, and I did, I did enjoy it, um, for, for a lot of it. And that like, I mean, part of that is we get to talk about these episodes here and th- and that's obviously yeah. a ton of fun. We get to watch a lot of the episodes together. So that's fun too. And, and that might be part of it, but at the same time, I think it's just like looking past the bad stuff to find like those, those nuggets of, of good is, is a positive experience. And even somebody like Rob, who is a very, um, kind of, I don't know if polarizing is even the word because I don't know how many people were like, I love Rob early on in the season, but like, he's somebody who's very, um, just anti Sheehan and, and just yeah. like screaming at people and very like, go, go, go. And very like, he feels a very strong way about things and he'll make it known. But then he even has this moment and you know, whether his life 20 years later is more resembling the reunion Rob or like the first 10 game, 10 days of the game, Rob, like we don't really know. And it's not really for us to like care if that is the case necessarily. But the fact that he at least had the moment on the show of like introspection and then talks about like that relationship with his dad that started because of it. Like even somebody like Rob has that like beautiful moment. So um, yeah, I think that definitely shows that there's, there's some good here in, in Survivor Thailand. And while the winner is not probably like who we would have picked as no. like the most, uh, I don't know, our, our favorite winner or the best winner or like the nicest winner, uh, like, Brian did play like Survivor well, and it goes to what Jordan said about like these people did respect the game as a game, and like it wasn't um, something that like oh we're not we're just gonna completely not vote for Brian because like we don't like him. Uh, you know, Helen might have changed her vote had she gotten the opportunity to go back, but she did say that even voting for Clay would have been tough. So I don't know if she would have changed their vote. I just think that uh, it just. <laughs> takes Brian a little a notch down in, in my winner rankings. So um yeah, Jordan, as far as winner winners go, we got your take on like if Clay had won, what you would think. Like what do, what do you think of Brian as a winner? Um I think it's a situation where like it's hard to determine whether Brian played exceptionally well or if his field was just so inept that like anyone could win against them. Uh because I, I mean, my understanding of like most of the community is that like he's known as one of the best winners like ever yeah. in terms of like gameplay, um, and I can definitely see that because everything is based on the people that you're given to play against, and he played it very well. I mean, like his 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 persona with the tribe was like completely different than the persona on the, his inter like his uh, his confessionals, mm-hmm. um. And so his ability to like play a character essentially for 39 days was pretty uh, impressive. So I would say that Brian is in my upper half of winners in terms of like their gameplay. Hmm. Um, but I really don't. Yeah. I mean, obviously like, yeah. So I would say he's in my upper half of winners in terms of gameplay. And then I just don't enjoy him personally. And he's from where we're from. So that's something. Yeah. <laughs> Represent to the same school. Yeah, he is listed same. on the on Payne Branch's notable alumni. So there's that on Wiki. Oh, so there's nice. that. I, I really would be curious, like what the reaction was in this area at the time. Uh, yeah, I don't. In Burnsville, I don't remember. Yeah. And Scott, what do you what do you want to see in season six? Like, where do you want Survivor to go? We've seen 
five seasons now, and that's I feel like a pretty good sample size to start thinking about like what yeah. is this show and where do we want it to go. So what what are you what do you want to see next season that will um, get this Thailand taste out of your mouth? <laughs> I think uh, like show wise, just keep evolving it with twists and and change the rules. Uh, I don't think you have to make all the rule changes secret. I think that made, that was fun that they did that in this with the the whole beach situation and like they were merged but not merged. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I would say just like introduce some new rules, some new mechanics and just see how people use them. Like we have not seen someone give immunity yet, I don't think. Um, so that would be cool to see that. Uh, I think to get the taste out of my mouth, it's really simple. Just like I want to see some more likable people and like i don't know just not so much discord like it feels like usually that's like a build to where eventually everyone's getting on each other's nerves but it was just right away in this season and that made it just so much harder to watch yeah which is interesting because you'd think that would be great tv but sometimes you just want to see people get along and you want there to be the drama to be like ah oh, someone ate an extra can of beans how dare he mm -hmm. and you know and then you're like that just like micro drama that is blown way out of proportion not like actual super messed up things that have real world consequences that i want to see less of yeah i think that's a that's a good point you brought up the fake merge jordan do you like the fake merge as a twist uh did you like when you're watching it back did you like you obviously knew this was coming like do, do you think it worked well and like do, do you like it I actually forgot about the fake merge, so okay. I did not know it was coming. And nice. but I knew when it happened that it was not a merge okay. because I was paying attention to what Jeff said. Yeah, and like oh. I I like it. I like it as an idea. Um, I'm not sure that it would work now. But I mean, obviously, like you know, 40 seasons later, uh, I think people are too they're too smart for that. Yeah. But uh, I like it. I liked it as a twist, and I think it was a cool one. Um, and I'm wondering, like, was there anyone who ever questioned? Like, was anyone on the on the any either of the tribes that said, you know, <laughs> let me think back to what Jeff said exactly, and like, what's going on here? Why do we not get a buff? Like, what, you know, like, does did anyone question it? And everyone else was just like, no, like, I'm pretty sure it's a buff, like, or it's a it's a merge. Maybe they just like forgot or whatever. Because um, you got to think that somebody would, and if not. Then maybe that just is another dynamic that speaks to the this this cast's incompetence. <laughs> yeah. You gotta think like there's gotta be, you know, you gotta expect Jeff to pull something, right? And so like, yeah. The that. buff the buff thing is such a good point because they still had their old tribe buffs, and that has never happened before. So like that would be unprecedented that they're merged without getting a new tribe. So yeah. like either it's a twist and it's unprecedented or it's actually a merge and it's unprecedented in the way that they're doing it and not giving them like oh you have a new flag and a new tribe name and it's all a big deal and there's a summit with two people and they're picking like they're picking uh the tribe the tribe name like they just kind of informally were like let's call ourselves chewy jai which is a terrible uh, merge tribe <laughs> name and uh i would like to see season six not take the two tribe names and merge them together Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. I think thinking back to the episode, I do seem to remember like there were kind of like background conversations that sounded like there was a little confusion because when the tree mail came to tell them about the next challenge, they were like, 
Oh, okay. So it is individual. Yeah. So that it happen. is a merge. Right. So there, so the, it, there must have been some like discussions that we didn't see where they're like, wait, no, this seems a little different. And then they kind of just all collectively decided, no, 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 it's a merge. We're merged. <laughs> yeah. That the tree mail, and I, I don't remember what exactly it said, but I remember being like, I don't see how they got individual from that. Like, I don't no, think it yeah. was clear that it was team or individual, but. Uh, yeah, it's funny that that was kind of like the the last domino that fell. That they were like, okay, oh, phew, yeah. like we're we're all we're all correct. It's it's a merge. Yeah, it's it's funny that even them asking that question was not enough to to say like this. There's something something a little off about this. We started the season with kind of a twist too, where they pick the tribes, mm. and they had initially thought that it would be one tribe of men and one tribe of women. Would you rather see? what they did with the draft or would you rather see a tribe of men and a tribe of women which do you think that they did like do you think that worked as a twist jordan you can go mm. first um do i like the draft or do i like men and women tribes yeah like um, that was a twist they thought they were going to be men and women and they weren't it was a draft what do you think that was good um or I like the draft either idea. way. You like the draft. I like I like the draft. I think it's cool. I mean, I don't. I wouldn't want to see a draft every season, but I like the draft idea, um, especially with these two people that happen to be the captains were good captains because they were different. Like Jake was the gamer, and like he mm-hmm. like very and Jan was just sort of like there for the time. Like mm-hmm. it seemed. Um, so I think like the juxtaposition of the two captains was what made the draft cool. Um, and then they each had a very different strategy for picking people, obviously, which is how you got the two very different tribes in terms of age. Um, so I thought it was cool. Do you yeah, think I've... merging the ideas where you do a draft, but you are still restricted to picking, like it's gonna be men and women, but you have to just pick you have to pick your order of them at the beginning like do you think that's anything do you think people would get upset about being like last pick uh no because <laughs> i think if you take 5 seconds to think about it everyone's going to get picked anyway yeah. so like like i i don't know i don't think that would be silly scott did you they, like they would just be did, like jeff what the heck scott like, did you <laughs> did you like the draft uh, yeah, I did. I think it was a cool mechanic. I don't think they need to do it ever again, personally, <laughs> especially after this season. Like, the immediate results was like Jan. Everyone's like, oh, Jan picked so horribly. She picked so badly and she had no strategy. Even she was like, yeah, I don't know. I just picked the people that looked nice. <laughs> and then they destroyed Soup Jai in the end. So in the it end. Seems yeah. To, yeah. It, it was I, a I, slow, it was a slow, uh, slow, I don't know, process, but yeah, they did. It get was. There. Yeah, but it does kind of make you wonder, like, oh, maybe it doesn't even really matter what the teams are right. in some ways. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the challenges should be such that like any group of people has like some reasonable uh, ability to complete them. Especially if you like take challenge A, challenge B, challenge C, and challenge D. There might be a challenge that favors one over the other, but then another challenge might favor the one over the other so like in theory it should be relatively even over time and we've seen really even seasons for the most part over the first uh five seasons which is is good it creates good post-merge content uh this season not as much because they merged so late and it was five to three 
but if they had actually merged at five to five, I think that was going to be a very interesting episode where Xi'an would have flipped and we would have seen what happens there. Uh, Jordan, anything else that you want to talk about on season five? I think that's about it for me. That's it for you. Scott, we've talked many hours about Survivor Thailand, our most hours of any season so far. We're approaching, I think, 75 total podcast hours. Um, have you left anything unsaid about Survivor Thailand? Oh, um, just maybe a dust devil or two that I that I saw in the B-roll that I never mentioned. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm, I don't know how it would be possible to not be looking forward to the next season because it feels like we found a floor with Survivor Season 5 and... I'm not saying it's the lowest I'll ever see Survivor go, but I feel like there's a very high chance we're going up from here, and I'm and I'm looking forward to that. All right, despite that it's your third ranked season of five, that you feel like it's a floor. I th- I think in in terms of the cast, and I think they just make it I don't know more watchable. Yeah, I I, I realize I I did rank it as as my third, but. Mm-hmm. It just, it did give me bad vibes. <laughs> I know, I know what you mean. Yeah, it was enjoyable to watch, but still like bad taste at the end. So right. I think that's everything from us here at Scott Survive Survivor for Survivor Thailand. We're, we, we couldn't be more excited to jump to Survivor the Amazon. And uh, Jordan, thank you so much for joining us for this reunion episode. Uh, where can people find you on the internet? Oh gosh. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. I hope to be back on for a later season. Um, you can go ahead and follow me on Twitter at Jordan2Weber. I tweet about all types of things. So Ooh. that's my ad. All right. And uh, Scott, I will see you in the Amazon for Survivor the Amazon. Follow us on Twitter at SSSurvivorPod. And we'll be back here pretty shortly, probably sooner than the distance, the time between our last episode and this one for the premiere of Survivor the Amazon. And until then, take care. See ya. Have a great one.